Welcome, citizen, to the Watchtower. My name is Gary. And my name is Ben, and we'll be your guides as you peruse the archives of the world's greatest superhero group, the Justice League. And we hope that you'll join us on today's adventure. Welcome to episode 53 finale. Happy New Year's Eve if you're listening to this on the release date. Uh, It's kind of symbolic because it concludes the 52nd week of 2021 and uh, the 52nd episode of the show, right? So a year uh, in which we've spent running through both seasons of Justice League and doing so in a weekly fashion has been daunting, uh, challenging at times. Uh, But most of all, I think it's been a ton of fun and a very rewarding experience. And I've been able to share this whole damn thing with my buddy Ben. And yeah, thanks, Gary. Yeah. yeah, this has been great. Uh, I've I've loved doing the show with you. Yeah, um, I always knew that I loved this show, <laughs> and I was you you know I was just I was fiending for someone to talk to about it. Right, and I think you'll agree. There's a lot here that you are glad that you imbibed. Uh, yeah. and if if anyone was going to be into it, and uh, I figured that you were probably the guy for it. So uh, <laughs> glad that you could uh, you could share that with me. Yeah, you you made the right call. Uh, or I made the right call when I reached out to you, or whatever happened. It it happened so copacetically that yeah, we 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 gave each other a thumbs up, high five, freeze frame, finger guns. That's it. Roll credits. But before we roll credits, we wanted mm. to kind of just like recap the series as a whole overall, and that's what we're gonna do here. We got a few bullet points, a uh, few notes, but this is gonna be much looser than the usual episode that we do. So. Yeah, I mean, like, now that we're not coming off the tail end of an episode that I had really strong feelings about, <laughs> right. uh, I don't have to say, this was the best or this was the worst. Now we, we can ha- kind of have a broad scope and uh, see kind of just what punctuated this series and what we took away from it. Yeah. Now, I, I think that we each have a couple of uh, topics to move through, but we might as well get it out of the way. Yeah. What was your favorite arc and least favorite arc? What do you think is the best and worst? <laughs> so, cart before the horse. I think this may be repetitive if you've listened all all season long. Um, if this is your first episode, why the hell are you starting on the finale? But, Weird decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if if I'm uh, repeating myself, it's only because my opinion hasn't changed that much throughout the course of the show. I guess I'll start with worst arc, and that sure. would be the brave and the bold. The brave and the bold's a contender. Yep. Yeah. We had uh the the one that we call that we affectionately refer to as Gorilla City. Gorilla City arc. Yeah. Wherein wherein it's a Flash centric one. It kind of set the stage for all of our Flash uh Flash arc um kind of uh metrics. Yeah. Like we 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 know when a Flash arc is because the whole tone of it is so goofy. Right. Often juvenile. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that this was no, uh, this was no exception. This, this kind of set the stage for all of that. Yeah. And, and it did flash no favors. I mean, you know, another episode that's pretty contentious for us. And if I'm stepping on your foot, I apologize. Is not at all. Go ahead. Is in blackest night, uh, because we, we had a really hard time with that one. And I think we both had a really hard time with flash and GL in general at the start. But, you know, like the series worked its way around. It figured out what worked and what didn't work. And I think that those were the two hardest arcs to get through just because they were trying to develop so much in such a short time frame that it just it never felt complete to me. It, 
it does have the feeling like they were trying to do comic book things and yeah. didn't yet realize that it wasn't a comic book. Right, exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I could see a comic book doing In Blackest Night and make having it not as bad. Right. Yeah, that's, uh, we that's could right. have you, you could have spent a longer amount of time and came up with something wherein Sinestro was the guy behind it all at the end instead of robot lantern beast that <laughs> turns into a megazord of himself like it, it's right. it's really bonkers yeah uh, and it does kind of feel like maybe they just hadn't hit their groove yet yeah and not uh, introducing it, sinestro was a real disservice to gl i feel like i can't believe he got introduced uh, like offhandedly yeah. in a much later arc as like a as rogues gallery a, right a, in, a, in a fucking rogues gallery yeah. he was introduced uh, among the among the same uh, types as like uh, Killer Frost, right? Very upset. <laughs> uh, so you you liked In Blackest Night better than Brave and the Bold. What was the sticking point there? I don't know. I I just I feel like over time I've warmed up to In Blackest Night a little bit more than I have uh, the Brave and the Bold, which has just stayed the same level for me, bottom yeah. tier. In Blackest Night at least has some interesting like characters that we're introduced to and red foreman red foreman that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's 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 mine what is your worst i i think that both i had those both as honorable mentions mm. um this one was a hard decision the runner-up is metamorphosis right uh yeah i i like the character of rex mason i like that they invoked the noir detective kind of thing oh boy did they not finish that arc very well <laughs> that's right i forgot about that yeah big uh big that and a big monster happens the the finale is just and a big monster happens yeah they did that a few too many times and it was never they, satisfying like it should they be did it in blackest night too yep so like i mean um that however at least had a good startup right so you know it it, it disappointed me at the end but it had a good start up my worst arc, I think, is Twilight. I think is the Dark Side arc at the beginning of the second series. Fair. They tried to cram a Dark Side and a Brainiac together, neither of which is compelling yeah. to me. We're we're kind of dealing with Earth problems, and the stakes are all New Genesis and Apocalypse. Like we don't care, right, about Earth at all in that arc, and it's got an off-model Superman that doesn't look very good. Yeah. So. One of our listeners whose email I forgot to read previously was uh, Ranma. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. They wrote in and said essentially that the the hatred that Superman has for Darkseid is tied into Superman the Animated Series, which we've both admitted we have a blind spot on. And yes. so, uh, number one, thank you for writing in and um, pointing that out to us. And uh, also, thanks for listening. But yeah, so, I mean, there is possibly uh, some meaning behind you know what what we found unsettling in that arc yeah i think it 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 can partially forgive the off-model superman yeah you know, we never seen him angry before okay well that's because he's got beef with dark side right i maintain that it should be self-contained within the series justice league fair um everybody else's arcs are all self-consistent we don't require a lot of penguin backstory for batman's <laughs> you know arcs we don't it's it's all kind of there on the page um even when joker is there uh joker and 
Batman have beef is enough to cut. I guess that if you came to the series with Superman and Darkseid have beef, maybe you get a little bit. It's yeah. just that he's such a Boy Scout and so not angry the rest of the time that it looks a little off. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I can definitely see uh, getting more out of that arc if we had the context previously. That doesn't forgive the arc for being really badly paced <laughs> right. uh, and, and and having the scale be completely bonkers. Right. Uh, it, it may partially explain the Superman off-model thing. Mm-hmm. Everything else I discount as a possible uh, <laughs> saving grace. <laughs> yeah, all, all the new Genesis stuff was just a little much for me with the Grandmaster and, and all those things. It was just a lot to take Yeah, you in. don't even remember his title. Is that not it? No, I, I think it's the All-Father. All-Father, my bad. There was an All-Father, and there was also a The Source. Oh, okay. Because uh, you know, New Genesis is fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> but but it is it is possible that uh, Superman having beef is not off-model, and we just lack the context. Right. I will I will concede that point. For sure, yeah. And, um, I mean, also, like... Still my least favorite arc. That's fair. That's fair. And it's one that's bottom tier for me, but I actually forgot about it whenever I was going through my list of least favorites, so... I, I, uh, I had the webpage up okay. to all the episodes, so I'm like, oh, that's right. That's what that was. Yep, yeah, yeah. You probably assumed I was going to go one or the, one or the other in, in terms of the two that I spoke about. Yeah, well, they were on my list as well. Yeah. Um, but Blackest Night and... Uh, Gorilla City, which I will not refer to by the correct name. <laughs> they 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 kind of both had moments I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this was just the one where kind of all of it I was sick of. Yeah, <laughs> you know we we're not doing a ranking. We can both have least favorites. It's Fair. Fine. Yeah, it, exactly. And maybe we should have done a ranking, but that's too much work. So Meh. <laughs> I mean, like maybe maybe we'll do that in the future. Yeah. or something. Yeah, uh, it's possible. Yeah. Um. And so uh, there's also, what is it, uh, where they fight the nuclear child who's um, a garbage pail kid? Yeah, that was yeah, a little Yeah, garbage pail kid, nuclear child. Well, that was, the, the dismount was pretty rough, yeah. but I liked all the yeah. I liked all of the um, Pleasantville weirdness <laughs> right. on that one. Agreed. In general, this show just kind of had trouble sticking the landing um, multiple times. That is true for most of the... Uh... Most of the most of the problems of this show are in the dismount. Mm-hmm. There are some that stick it, but uh, a lot of them do not. Yep. On to best arc. Uh, yeah, I can start this one. Yeah, off. go for it. Before I uh, did decided to do this podcast with you, mm-hmm. when I was going back through my memory of what stuck out the most, the thing that I think I hyped to you the most was War World. Yep. That remains my favorite arc. Nice. I, I <laughs> thinking back on it, there's just too much of it that I just love. Right. Uh, I think that the scale of it is really excellent. Mm-hmm. I they, you know, they've got Superman and John Jones, yes, two of our favorite characters, yes, kind of in tandem, and Superman is being the character that I kind of grew to love mm-hmm. in this, where I've never cared about Superman before. Same. I uh, thought that Mongol was a decent villain, mm-hmm. someone who we could hate in the moment and forget about in a little bit. Right. Uh, and I thought that the uh, the stakes were really well established. You know, that this is clearly a world that is troubled. Mm-hmm. So you have that humanitarian thing, and you also have the kind of anti-hero Draga. Yeah. And his transformation into a man of justice. Mm-hmm. He was great. Yeah, and good voice acting too. Yes. So 
yeah, War World is still my favorite. That's fair. There I... were there were a lot of good arcs, but yeah, that was a good one. That was my favorite for me. Yeah, there were. That was uh was that the first time that that Jean got brain blocked? That that was when it was normalized. Normalized, that's right. <laughs> normalized uh, brain blocking. It it happened a lot in this series though. Yeah. It did. Um I think I think we had brain blocking and uh, lo- lobotomizations were probably the two we most common. We had a lot of lobotomizations. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll keep that in mind because I got a question. I got, I got a different category coming up. Ooh, okay. So can bring that to mind. Interesting. Um, but yeah, what's what's your favorite arc? Uh, care to take a guess? Uh the Terror Beyond. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh boy, that one. Yeah, that one that one leaves a fun taste. <laughs> I'm gonna guess only a dream. I got it. Perfect. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You were hype when that came in. I like, was. I, yeah. I don't know why. It's just it's such a different episode, and it's it is. um it's very fun to watch. And then you know, like the connective tissue along the way, finding out that that was why he couldn't get into Hawkgirl's dreams, et cetera, et cetera. Like, there's oh, a lot yeah. of good. You know, just things that that are subtle and and well done in that episode. It also established uh, Batman's love of coffee. Yes, and which is very important. Quite possibly one of the greatest scenes in the series. <laughs> yeah, I I almost thought that Fury would have been maybe your uh, your high your highlight. Yeah, Fury was great. I I don't know why. It's just for some reason I, I keep coming back to only a dream. Yeah, the thing that only a dream might have over Fury, because even that one had like a good villain in Aresia, yeah, and the whole Wonder Woman thing was really good context. I loved learning more about Hippolyta and their mascara and everything. But the thing that only a dream had over it was the non-standard tone. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Because I mean, Fury was our first Rogues Gallery episode, I believe, and and I got pretty burnt out on those towards the end. <laughs> I know, and you're Mr. Rogue's Gallery himself. What so. can I say? I'm Mr. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think that there were a few Rogue's Galleries that didn't make me bat my eyes. Yeah. Uh, certainly, there are a good amount of them later that I was sick of. <laughs> right. But uh, that was our first one, and so it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was um, still cute then. Yeah, it was It was very cute. <laughs> uh, it, it, it hadn't gotten old yet. Right. But yeah, Only a Dream was like it tiptoeing into kind of a slasher film mm-hmm. presentation almost. Um, it was its first chance at horror. Yeah. Uh, we, we tried Lovecraftian horror later Ugh. to a limited success. Right. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I figure you, you were speaking rainbows. Is that a phrase? It is You're now speaking rainbows about, uh, only a dream right when we finished so yeah and yeah i think that one you even received better than i did so yeah that, that makes sense yeah yeah i i think i think that was the only one that i was willing to go to to battle on if if yeah. uh if if our opinions varied um and also they rarely do i think yeah it's true i think for that one one of the interesting things to me is that it's a batman story mostly but mm-hmm. it's not a common villain and I like anytime they throw something new at Batman because you get to see his process. And that's something, you know, I didn't get, I didn't feel like I saw a lot of in this series. Um, yeah. You know, just. Yeah, he, he, he very much is kind of in the background until he's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there was that 
there was that one arc later on with um, Lex Luthor and uh, Ultra Humanite yeah. where Batman is captured and he kind of plays the starring role. Yeah. A lot of the Batman arcs can unfortunately de- uh, detour into the same territory of explaining why he's on a superpower team. Right. Oh, it's because he has other skills. Right. Um, and, and that can really diminish the area that he's allowed to play around in. But only a dream makes it really front and center. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. That's that's uh, my best cool yeah that i mean it's a it's a solid one and this this show is not bereft of other good episodes like i mean the finale of the first one the three-part arc uh, the uh, the savage time yep origins also a three-part arc that was excellent right yeah like i mean there's a lot of banger uh banger arcs in this yeah and i feel like uh i also kind of like tabula rasa um, Tabula Ross with um with Amazo. Amazo, yeah. Right? I think yeah, yeah, that was his name. Yeah, and Lex Luthor being an effective villain, but also like the shittiest person imaginable. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that is a good uh segue into another question that I had. Okay. Gary, who was your favorite villain? Ooh. Um if you'd like, I would be happy to go first to give you some time to digest. Uh, yeah, I mean, cl- clearly mine's going to be Dark Side, so you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine is Vandal Savage. Oh, yeah. I loved every arc that he was in. Uh, you know, he didn't get old to me. He always had something fresh to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was in the uh, the Savage Time, the, the, the World War II flashback episode. Right. He was in the uh, Maid of Honor yeah. arc, yes, where he was doing like political shenanigans, mm-hmm. and then he was in the second part of Hereafter when he's palling around with Superman in the future, right? And each of those, I loved his part in it. it he's just a man that has lived forever. Yeah, it's good, and and I love the fact that like basically none of the villains on this sh- series got a finale, but he did, you know? Yeah. Like that was, that was the nicest part. Well, that was not the nicest part, but it was one of the best parts of hereafter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. In, in between, uh, dovetailing nicely off of some really unnecessary bug fight scenes, <laughs> but whatever. Right. At, at the tail end of starship troopers. Yeah. We got a nice little, uh, fade, fade out for him. <laughs> a little swan song. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Do you have a favorite villain? Uh, you know, I'm going to have to go with Ultra Humanite, I think. Ooh, Ultra Humanite is very solid. Yeah, because, I mean, like, he's... I think it's the recurring aspect of these villains and the fact that they're, you know, kind of subtly handled as opposed to a Joker who recurred or a Lex Luthor, you know, like, they aren't... <sighs> they're great. They're great, but they're just a little... It, it's not as charming the second and third time around for me. I think that I like Lex's arc because his whole arc is a tale of him being very powerful and then becoming more and more desperate and unhinged. Mm. But um, I do love... Ultra Humanite is excellent. The thing that they have in common, too, is that their pursuits are villainous, but their ideals are decidedly not. True. Yeah. Vandal Savage wants 
humans to flourish, so he wants superhumans to back off. Right. Fine. Uh, and Ultra Humanite is uh, a man of culture and sophistication and wants, you know, the world to reflect his ideals of beauty. Right. Which they often don't. Yep. Especially when he's paired up with Flash, which for some reason happens. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's the whole yin and yang situation, I guess. But I, I suppose so. Yeah, he's a, he's a good one, though. Yes. I like him a lot. Well, as a highly educated, sophisticated myself, I find him very endearing. Yes, you come off that way. Thank you. It's probably the long hair. <laughs> yes. That's a good question. I hadn't even thought about favorite villain. And I, I might even be able to come up with someone else, but like, Short answer, that's that's my reply. I think if we had a couple more episodes wherein he had surfaced, I yeah. would have gone in for uh, Aquaman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he, he's never quite a hero, a Justice Leaguer, right? right. He's, he's definitely, he helps sometimes, but only if he's got, only if Atlantis is part of the, is part of the deal. Right, right. When when it's not too when he's not too busy being a hook handed jerk, he will uh That that sounds like a slur. <laughs> For fish types. <laughs> if we have any fish types listening, I do apologize. Atlanteans. Those hook handed seaweed eaters, I tell ya. Okay, so what would you say was like your craziest moment? show or not your craziest moment on the podcast but your favorite craziest moment my oh man Uh, so i actually did think about this one and uh i think i said it at the time but just to reiterate like there's a lot of crazy shit that goes down okay i I don't need to explain each and every bit of it just watch the terror beyond (laughs) for kind of a thesis statement on that yeah I think the craziest moment is in the second part of Hereafter, mm-hmm. wherein we're in the future with Superman. He stocks up his, you know, pickup truck. He's, he's able to hotwire it fine, whatever. He grew up on a farm. He wanders out into the wilderness. And to protect himself from a band of wolves, of all things, <laughs> he forges a sword out of a road flare and a two by, like, a, or a out of out of a out of a road flare and like an old pipe wrench yes a work like it looks like a sword it doesn't look like just a sharp piece of metal this is a sword that he blacksmith is <laughs> in the wilderness to fight a pack of wolves and become their king yes this is at the tail end of the episode wherein everyone is sad at a funeral of his it's <laughs> the most the- the total whiplash yeah. is so insane. I know. <laughs> and they don't want it to be funny. I know they don't. Right. They want it to be triumphant. This is yes. Superman's big moment. Right. But damn. A sword out of a road flare <laughs> and a pipe wrench is insane. Well, I repeat my question to you from when we were reviewing here after. Have you tried it? <laughs> Maybe it works. I have not yet tried it. I've, I've got some YouTube links uh you know bookmarked perfect i think they did that on a uh, man versus wild or something one time anyway that's my craziest moment that's a uh, crazy ass moment so well played it's a weird one how about you uh it's got to be lobotomized scarface dummy in a better world <laughs> that that blew my mind that is so funny yeah. I, I mean like 
set aside for the moment that we're in like a you know dystopic nightmare world wherein the justice lords have lobotomized every villain like it's very 1984 yeah the idea that scarface he i don't think he has a scar the dummy does the dummy does yeah arnold wesker does not which is like that's that's a fascinating detail yeah It says so much without saying anything at all. Right. And we never talk about him again, so that could totally be the way it is. Yeah. They just leave it there as like a little <laughs> little fun Easter egg. But right. man. Yep. Oh, we do see the dummy one more time though. We we see the dummy in the Batcave. But a uh, different it's a different It is a dummy. different dummy, that's they, right. They didn't have a, a doppelganger fight between the 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 dummy and the alternate version dummy. Oh man. That is lobotomized. Oh man, that sounds amazing. A little chucky slap fight. <laughs> um Um, yeah yeah. that's mine that's a good one (laughs) thank you so uh i want to go into what do you think is the most daring arc because like a lot of the times it's very formulaic you know you have that rising tension leading to a oh no kind of moment uh where the threat is firmly established and we don't know how they're going to get out of this one in the first episode and in the second episode they 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 come together and they beat the thing and all's well that ends well. That is that is the common formula. It's always pretty action-heavy, comedy-adjacent, uh, mm-hmm. thrilling heroics, you know, fanfare in the background, right. justice and mom and apple pie and baseball and whatnot at the end of the day. Occasionally we get stuff like Only a Dream where it veers into horror mm-hmm. or... Um, we get something like uh, the 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 most recent Joker arc, uh, Wild Cards. Yeah, where it's 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 a comedy spectacle mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. So yeah, what 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 would you say is the most daring arc? I I don't know. I kind of feel like I got to go with Hereafter, which is yeah. um, just to me, it's also probably the most epic moment of the series. Is that whole beginning part of the second episode which i find much less comical than you do road flares aside (laughs) um, i think that that whole arc is or that whole sequence that montage is just like wow they're really trying something here and that is true the the arc as a whole is is interesting because you know you kill a main character main character comes back in the future um and you know has to reset time like it's 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 a pretty big scale um and it was a risk and for the most part again road flares aside i think it pays off pretty well it does pay off i would say that the first part is actually more daring than the second where we can just we can just kind of exist in a world wherein superman has died right and everyone is grieving for him Mm -hmm. you know we get that those little touching moments between flash and jean and gl just kind of all talking about what what he meant to them right uh, and then Lobo shows up, of course, and yeah. everything is insane again. <laughs> I I think the second part is less daring because they didn't have the temerity to stick to their guns and make it a, you know, enemy of my enemy is my friend. Or uh, they, they could have just made it a, a philosophizing moment between Superman and Vandal Savage. Yeah. And instead, they kind of took the easy route out, where it's like, we got to go on a friendship quest first yeah. to get this power source. Um, so I, I think that they weren't quite as daring as they should have been right. in that regard. 
But it's certainly a daring arc for, for you know, a bunch of different reasons. Yeah. They had Toy Man vaporize Superman. Toy Man of Toy all Man. people. That's... People? People asterisk. <laughs> yeah, that's playing Not with sure fire. On that one. Yes. Uh, what about you? I was torn because I thought that the Terror Beyond was trying to do something really different, which it was. Right. Uh, even though I think it veered back into that we got to fight a big monster at the end weakness that sometimes these shows have is like a metamorpho. Whoop, well, we, we we didn't know how to end it, so big monster time. Right. And that's why the most daring arc is, and this might be kind of a cop-out, I say it's the part of comfort and joy hmm. with Jean and the Kents. That's not a cop-out. I mean, not in my book. No? No. I mean, like, I know that it's a, it's just a segment of the whole arc, which is, in fact, a single episode. Right. But to have just even just a segment be completely bereft yeah. of action of any sort. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I think it's a good place to put it. They knew it was the best part because they made that the outro to the episode. Yeah. yeah. They wanted that to be the, the taste that lingered. Uh, and it was timed well because we went into the finale. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it was. I, I say comfort and joy. It was. It was the finale for uh, Jean's evolution. I think, which is certainly nice. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to call that an arc. I mean, it's it's barely even a boat, but uh, <laughs> but it is. Um, it is good. And I one of every animal on it. Uh, are you sure that's gonna work? I don't think this is gonna. I don't think you understand the purpose of this here arc. D- didn't you learn that you shouldn't doubt people who build arcs? <laughs> uh, no. So I also want to call out Secret Society. No, I'm sorry, not that one. I also want to call out. I, I was reading uh, and talking at the same time. That didn't go well. I also want to it's call out a better world. A better world. Because I, I had that on the list as well. I thought that was a pretty bonkers episode, and it kind of works at times. Uh, it's it's bonkers but i it is and it's not like exactly new ground like the whole what if the good guy was evil yeah injustice did that um red sun is kind of like that if you consider russia evil which the 80s did uh, yeah everybody of that time period did so (laughs) so yeah that i i would definitely say so and and you get a lot of really good interactions mm-hmm. um between the justice lords and the justice league right the whole lobotomy frenzy is Oof. alarming but also a logical conclusion that you would have to reach right yeah um yeah it's wild uh this you know a lot of the time they do the same kind of two episode arc where we are toting our uh our fanfare and our action scenes but they definitely switch up the formula a few times yeah i mean legends did gave us like golden age that's true sh- sh- antics yeah like we went all the way back so like it, it's very daring at times it is and i think we've both established on the show that we prefer more substance over action right so like these yes. these are the episodes that should appeal to us and when they miss the mark that's not good i got one last thing which is more kind of self-indulgent than anything okay what is your favorite inside joke that we have come up with (laughs) on this podcast uh hands down crotch tower (laughs) crotch tower is solid we just whenever they try to 
put something past the sensors. Yeah, we, we went there a lot in the first half of the show, I feel like, but I don't think the crotch tower has really gotten uh, mentioned in the past half a year, so. Yeah, it didn't pick up steam. They were definitely, like, I, I think that we, we got more romantic and less yeah, filthy. It's true. <laughs> I, it really blew its load with the Hugh Hefner arc. <laughs> so. Phrased perfectly for the crotch tower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How about you? Uh, I had a few, and I'm just going to read them all. Okay. I don't know which one is my favorite. Okay. Batman drinking coffee is like a recurring gimmick that we keep on uh, referring to. That's true. Uh, I like that. I don't think that's my favorite. Uh, The whole notion that John Jones loves old Turner classic movies. (laughs) (laughs) That is also one of my favorites. (laughs) Like like Wizard of Oz and Casablanca and stuff. I get this one. Yeah. I, I, I love... <laughs> that's, that's that's very good. funny to me. Yes. The idea that he just watches them on the watchtower to become immersed in earth culture, but he's like a man out of time. Um, yeah. It's, so it's either that one or the fact that uh, John Stewart has a thing for alien women. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> As evidenced by our first uh, crotch tower uh segment wherein he uh picks up the alien spank mag that's and right. is like, ooh, daddy like that's right one man's trash is another man's treasure another man's pleasure mm. <laughs> yeah oh that's a good question i'm, I'm sure yeah. there's others because i mean you've definitely kept me laughing throughout this series so but the, <laughs> I, I speak a lot of bullshit I think, <laughs> as do i i think i think the tcm one and uh and uh yeah just all the crotch tower talk in the first half of the series really sustained me. <laughs> I, I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to inject some life into it, <laughs> in, in, some levity into the arcs where uh, yeah. Gorilla City is not there to pick up those. <laughs> also, Gorilla technology is highly advanced, right. and gorillas on hover bikes I I will never tire of. Yep, and Batman takes the stairs all so much Batman from that takes episode. The stairs is is its own TV tropes page almost <laughs> certainly. No doubt, like, that's such a specific. <laughs> uh that's such a specific thing in a in a team mm-hmm. in a superhero team and i i love it also i just love the fact that we close every episode with some bullshit like you know like oh yeah <laughs> where can people find you that the some of those i i wish i could throw back to my favorites off the top of my head but i i'm definitely borrowing some of my traditions and instincts of uh, the carton cast on that one right uh, but uh yeah I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed that and i'm i'm glad when you joining the antics yeah at first i was just i i didn't know where to go but hey and then then you realized that the the bar was that low <laughs> that anything would clear it right <laughs> and speaking of uh setting the bar low let's talk about the future of this show i'm happy to report that we will be back the date and time i do not know we are going to take a little bit of a break just because it's been very challenging doing a weekly series for me um mm-hmm. especially with as much as i have to travel and stuff so I, we're, we're going to be back in some fashion i don't know if it'll be weekly or bi-monthly or what i don't think we'll go to one a month because that's just too long in between episodes um, i agree but we're, we're also going to be kind of changing the format a little bit um it'll still be us uh in every episode but we're also occasionally going to bring in some guests uh friends of ours other nerdy idiots who can uh, <laughs> watch these shows with us and talk about them. Um, Indeed. And uh, I think we'll start with your brother. 
because I I think that's a good idea. Yeah, he is the DC fanboy, right? He is he is the reason that I'm so familiar with the uh, Legion of Superheroes mm. uh, comics. Very cool. Uh, because because our dad had a bunch of them, and so he read them all growing up, and that was kind of like a thing that they always connected over. Oh. So um, you know, he he's very well versed in the DCU. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have that growing up. I. Uh... I I just had Batman the animated series to keep me quiet like that that was kind of yeah <laughs> my that's, thing that's that's enough for you know yeah for for a growing boy <laughs> right. I feel like I, I mean, you could do worse than Batman the animated series it's true yeah I I feel like I just missed a lot of you know like comic book lore um because mm-hmm. I had no one to really plug me into that side of things so um mm-hmm. but it is what it is um I I've I've turned out okay I've got a whole podcast about it now. Uh, <laughs> Or not comics, but out. anyways. Um, yeah. But yeah, so definitely more to look forward to in 2022. Um, I guess follow our Instagram. It's, uh, well, technically it's just the Wax Nostalgic Network Instagram um, because that's where any announcements will be made. Uh, and also, in between season one and two of our show, we're going to be probably doing just a couple of special episodes here and there. Nothing to announce just yet as we're still deciding, but there will be more. <laughs> that's the important yeah, thing. Yeah, we're we're not quite ready to start up Unlimited yet, although we I am very excited for it. Yes. Uh especially because we will be changing up the format. And so does the show. Uh but there's also like a few little odds and ends in the Justice League canon that I think are worth delving into, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, and I guess kind of on that note, I've got one final question for you. What do you hope to see as we travel into Unlimited? Well, I guess I'm hopeful that we still get enough of the main cast. I'm a little worried that it's going to go kind of Young Justice Season 3 about it, and in expanding the cast, we lose the main roster. And that would be such a shame, because they're so strong characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... You, you did, I, I think that we were going to kind of do like a final thoughts on this series or something. Um, we don't need to, no. but I, I had a like a little bit, I had a little bit written down just in case. And I realized that this was the series that made me like Superman. Yeah. Coming back to this, I didn't realize that I actually liked him and it was just this version of him, mm-hmm. you know, George Newburn's performance yep. of you know that this this guy that is so iconic but i was sick of before i even kind of stepped on the plate yes um yeah he he is so full of personality in this show mm-hmm. he gets so much good so many good moments uh and you know newcomers like john jones i i just hope we don't forget them i agree in the in the shuffle so like bring supergirl in but have super have superman be a good a big part of it you know yeah. i, I want to see them I, what I want to see is them all at the round table. Right. That's what I want to see on the watchtower. I want to. I want them to be making policy decisions in between missions, and I, I hope we just get some of that. Mm-hmm. I understand there's going to be like the odd episode wherein we're just going to be watching fucking Nightwing or something, <laughs> and that that's fine. Right. But we 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 have all of this context for these characters. We have a lot of pent up anger with Wonder Woman. I don't want to see her completely drop off the face of the earth. Right. Um. I'm sure that Hawkgirl will be making an appearance or two coming back in. So, yeah, I, I guess just I want the continuity. Yeah. 
I, I agree. Um, I, I can very easily see this series just kind of focusing on Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and kind of occasionally bringing in the other characters. But I, I too hope that John Jones is there uh, at a regular clip at the very least. And, you know, I'm sure we'll see how Jordan and other uh, Lantern people um, including your favorite Green Lantern, Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner? Uh, why is that my favorite? <laughs> no, <laughs> he's no one's favorite. <laughs> he's the Flash if he was the Green Lantern. Oh no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm afraid that we will. Uh, it, it, when I was thinking of that very question, I was like, I just hope we don't lose connection to these characters. So we're on the same yeah. page going into this new series. Yeah, yeah. I often. Uh, worried that I speak over you, but then I realize that we kind of have a very similar appreciation for most of what's in this show. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I think it's pretty easy to see the quality for the most part, and and um, yeah. that makes it easier to talk about those things. Um, and it's really fun to talk about it whenever it's not quality. So I and hey, it's real fun to talk about it with you. Aw, likewise. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. You're gonna make me misty on the podcast. I so Aww. it's. I, I have heard that, you know, Unlimited's not as good. And I just hope that it's not bad. But if it is bad, at least it'll be fun to talk about. Absolutely. And and I'll say this. There is so much ephemera for Justice League and, the, like, the different continuities and the spinoffs and everything. Mm-hmm. If it turns out to be bad enough to where we're not having a good time, we can just drop it That's and true. start watching Static Shock or something. That's true. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm actually very game for uh, the fail-safe nuclear option of we're just going to blow up this podcast <laughs> and start talking about Young Justice or Teen Titans. Yeah. That, that is acceptable territory to me. <laughs> uh, so now you know that the stakes are not that high in, in case we don't like it. Right. Yeah. But we can also give it, like, a, you know, 10-episode buffer, see how we're feeling on it. Because, like, it, it did, you know, we started off not immediately but soon enough with blackest night and (laughs) we were concerned with how it was going to disappoint us the rest of the time and it turned out to be a great series overall yeah so for sure uh i you know i'm sure that the first couple seasons of unlimited will be great or good at the very least i don't know beyond that but uh you know we'll see what happens yeah um it just seems like season three is where things always take a turn (laughs) We'll, we'll we'll see we'll yeah. see how it goes we'll see uh, if it makes you feel better it'll be the second season of our podcast that's so true that's we can we can we can kick that can for another year yeah, we've got one more season before it all goes to shit over here at the watchtower <laughs> <laughs> we'll just start a new podcast at that point that's right <laughs> call it like watchtower new and improved watchtower two the revenge watchtower unlimited watchtower three and knuckles that's right <laughs> uh, perfect <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's going to conclude this season. Thank you, everyone who wrote in Stevie and Ranma and Sergeant Grace and Dr. Presley. I, I really appreciate uh, anyone who takes the time to write into our show. And if I have neglected in responding, it's just because I am very, very busy. Yeah. Uh, Gary hasn't said so, but I show up and talk. Uh, he does like everything else. <laughs> Uh, I, I come up, like, I write the notes and I, like, do all the bullshit uh, meandering plot stuff and coming up with conspiracies. He does everything else. Right. <laughs> so, and and uh, my, my heart goes out to him because I know that editing can be a bear 
uh, and he's such a soldier. Well, it's it's fun. I mean, I wouldn't. I I also host like two other podcasts on this network, so yeah. uh, that's that's part of it as well. But um, it's it's fun. I, I like doing it. And if I ever get to the point where I don't like doing it, I'll probably stop. So it's yeah. you know the stakes are low, as you said. But uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to tackling Justice League Unlimited with you, and uh, we'll do it at some point in the next few months. Until then, where can people find you, Ben? Uh, people can find me at the Wax Nostalgic Network. Links for everything in the show notes. Damn. You got, <laughs> got him. <laughs> <laughs> and- uh, you can find me at the, the Cartoncast. Uh, you can go to fancybat.com slash cartoncast to view a podcast that I do with my brother, which is about old cartoons. Nice. Uh, Gary, people can find you at the Wax Nostalgic Network. Links for everything in the show notes. Do you got anything else to say? Uh no, until season two, I will be on a private island, just lounging, relaxing on all the money that I've made on this non-monetized podcast. Is it the mascara? It is the mascara. You better, uh, you you better keep a sharp watch for Amazon patrols. I will do my best, and at the very least, I won't flap my wings when I fly away. There you go. <laughs> so this has been so much fun, man. And um, to everyone, we'll see you again in 2022. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Watchtower. To find out more about this show or any of our other shows, visit us on the web at www.waxnostalgicnetwork.com.